What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Self Love Babe podcast. I'm your host, Genevieve Jackson. We are going to talk about how to love yourself, how to value yourself, how to show up for yourself with immense confidence, absolutely unapologetically by putting yourself at the forefront of your life and demanding respect from other people. How? By giving respect to yourself first and foremost. Welcome. You are safe here. Now let's turn the fuck up. Welcome to the Self Love Babe podcast. I'm your host, Genevieve Jackson. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for being patient with me. Literally, you know, as I look at myself right now, I was 100% made for like radio and podcasting. There's no way that I was made for TV. Like, there's no way that I was made to be an actress. Or a reality star, which I always thought I would be, like, on the challenge or road rules or real world, to be real. But, um, this is not made for that. Like, I'm not made for that. Because the, the what I look like right now is appalling. Like, it is borderline appalling. And I have to be, you know, invisible to the eye. I.e., you know, radio or podcasting. Because... I'm wearing mismatched socks. It's whatever. I've never... Mismatched socks has always been my thing. And actually, um, it's funny because it it bothers certain people. Like, it really bothers certain people that I have mismatched socks. And it bothers certain people that I mismatch Zarya socks as well. People have said shit to me. People have said shit to me. Actually, when my dad watches her, his girlfriend went so far to the fact that, like, she has bought her, prepared her fresh socks because she knows that the socks that I give her are unmatched. She's two years old, bitch. Not bitch. I do do really like her. Don't mean to call her out her name. She's two years old. I can't find, you know what I mean? Socks disappear. There's like a socks, you know, Nazi or a socks gremlin that's like, oh, I'm not giving you back your matched socks. Like, I don't know what it is, but, um, the socks just don't match. But anyway, so my appearance right now, I have mismatched socks. I have one fall sock on, one Christmas sock on. I love a good, like, fuzzy sock. Like, I'm, I'm, I love a good, comfy, long house sock. You know what I mean? I'm just going to name it a house sock. Just when you're walking around the house, you should have, you know, just some comfortable socks. You don't want to get sick. You know, back in the day, your grandma's like, put on some socks, you're going to get sick. Like, that's a thing. That's a thing. Do I know if it's true? I'm not sure, but um, I I just, I always am wearing a sock. Then moving up my body, um, one of my friends got me these Charlie Brown Halloween, um, you know, pajama bottoms, and they're really fucking comfortable. They're really, really nice. Um, They're too big for me, so they're really tied really tight around the waist. Um, They're orange and whatever else. Then... On my top half is my 
whenever I gave birth, a friend of mine bought me like a hospital post-birth outfit uh, pajama set. So it's the top of the pajama set. They're red from Target. I mean, this is just nothing about this outfit matches. Nothing about it matches. Um, I just got out of the shower and then I have, you know, my towel up. In, in the hair and the, you know, Medusa kind of situation going on. I have my White Claw. I have my peanut M&M sitting here like, I am just like, if anybody was to look at me, their boner, their their penis would shrivel up. Like, it, I am the anti-attraction right now. Um, do I care? I, don't, I really don't give a fuck. But yeah, that's just painting the scene, painting the scene. You know, podcast life is so glamorous. Gee. L-A-M-O-R-O-U-S, not, not glamorous. Fergie, yeah, she really lived, like, she had so many hitters that we forget about. So many fucking hitters. Big Girls Don't Cry, my dad loved that song, Big Girls Don't Cry. You know when, like, you're in the car with somebody and the song comes on and you know it's their song because they start singing along Big Girls Don't Cry was a song that my dad would always sing along to and, and, and turn it up. Like, he would turn it up. And I'm like, oh, is this your jam? No, 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 no. This is not my jam. Oh, okay, because you just turned up the radio and you know every single lyric. Okay, it is your jam. Big Girls Don't Cry. Maybe they don't, but big men do. Big, big old men do cry. They do. Um, so yeah, this is just how I'm feeling. It's Monday. I did say I was going to drop the pod on Monday and I'm, I'm a, I ain't lying. I wasn't lying. It's usually on in, in the morning, but, um, I had my friends over for Halloween. We had a fucking blast. I tell you, I just put this on my Instagram, but like me and my friends, you know, uh, we understood the assignment. Like every, anything we do is always going to be fun. It, we're always going to turn up. We're always going to fucking act a fool. We're always going to be fucking nuts. So this week, past weekend was Halloween weekend. Halloween was on a Sunday, which was cool. It was really cool because Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, boom, 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 three days in a row where you get to fucking act up. You know what I mean? You get to fucking act a fucking fool. And so I had planned my costumes out Friday. Um, I had bought this weeks in advance, weeks in advance, that I was going to be Napoleon Dynamite. I always like to be something that is so far from sexy, so far from attractive, like something, give me hideous, give me like, I kind of want to shut my eyes, like that's how I want to show up as on Halloween, because I feel like every other day we're trying to be sexy, we're trying to be alluring, we're trying to be, you know, pretty, and like Halloween's, you know, the one day a year where we can look heinous, you know what I mean? borderline like wow you're hideous wow you are the ugliest person I've ever seen and get away with it and yeah that's the vibes I want to bring I want to make people laugh you know what I mean or I want to make people feel awkward like wow I can't believe she did that yeah I I, I can I fucking can so I was Napoleon Dynamics I got the wig I got the glasses I got the shirt and then I had the other tools you know what I mean I even went as far as almost buying the shoes I'm glad I didn't because they were like $40 and I was like, eh, am I really investing in this? Like, do I really, you know what I mean? I'm not even going to a party. So this is really for my own, you know, my own 
whatever satisfaction so i didn't buy the the shoes but napoleon dynamite was a movie that i went to see in theaters i acted it out i knew the dance i related i i knew i knew all the lines and then i dressed up sorry as kip because she you know that's a low maintenance costume i got her little shorts and a little um polo shirt and some glasses and we made a little fonda sign and yeah we dressed up as kip and napoleon and she was tickled she was really tickled she didn't really know what's going on but she knew something was up because i'm like pose for these pictures um she doesn't like anything on her face she doesn't like to wear a hat she doesn't like to wear a bow she doesn't even like me to do her hair you know what i mean so the most the costume that was least you know disturbing to her that's what she I knew that she would be okay with the glasses she had on for one second. I did, I was able to take a picture for that one second she had them on. And yeah, Napoleon Dynamite did not disappoint for night one of Halloween, day one of Halloween. So then I was like, I got invited to a Halloween party, which I actually didn't end up going to. But um, I was like, I want to go, you know, I want to, I want to go to this Halloween party and I can't do Napoleon because I, already debuted Napoleon Friday. Like, I, I, you know, there's no possible way that I can go again as Napoleon. Like, you know what annoys me is, like, when somebody wears the same costume, you know, all three nights. Like, get creative, you know what I mean? Halloween does not have to be expensive. It really doesn't. So I was like, all right, I have this Halloween party. You guys, it was like a family party. And I was like, um, what am I going to do? It was the day before Halloween. It was Saturday. It was the 30th. So, and Zarya needed another costume, too. And so I went to Walmart. I went to Party City. I went to some other places. Nothing. They had fucking nothing. Nothing. It was all picked through, picked over. I'm like, dang, I need to be planning way more far in me. I mean, it's the day out, you know, day before. I went to two Goodwills. Nothing. I was like, wow, this is crazy. So I was like, I got to get, a bitch got to get creative. So I was like, listen. You know, I have this wig. I have this wig that I paid, you know, 30 bucks for. I'm going to get all the use out of this wig that I possibly can. I was like, you know, I have conversations with myself in my head. And I'm like, I'm going to use this wig three night, the three, three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I was thinking, I'm like, what can I do with this wig? What can I do with this wig? And I've always wanted to do holes. I've always wanted to do holes. Um, I love holes. I love the book growing up. And then I loved the movie. I loved the movie. Um, we didn't have cable growing up, like in high school and stuff. So we'd always just have DVDs. DVDs are, you know, before, you know, millennials get it. Gen Z probably don't even know what a DVD is. But, so I would, and I'm a kind of person who I'll watch a movie a thousand times. I will finish the movie, the credits will roll, and I'll hit play again. Like, I'm that kind of person who enjoys watching the same feel-good movie over and over and over again. And Holes is a feel-good movie. Like, I just really love Holes. So I've always wanted to do Holes. It's always been in the back of my mind. And I was like, wow, this wig is is Shia LaBeouf. Also, sideline, obsessed with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, he's a woman abuser now. Came out that he was. And, you know, I don't forgive him for that. But I fucking pre-woman abuser pre-outing of the woman abuser side of him obsessed disturbia unmatched you know what i mean unfucking match there's a movie that chelsea and i watched where he was like did real sex in the movie it was called like i fucking forget what it's called but like it came out that like he actually was fucking like while they were filming and it made me like him even more i was like wow i fucking like him even more 
Then there was this thing that he did before that he watched in theaters. Um, he didn't get to get sleep, but he did this thing where he watched all his movies in chronological order from when they were filmed. So he started with like Even Stevens and then went all the way through every movie he ever did. And he stayed up for like three days and there was live footage of it, um, of him like watching the movie and laughing and maybe falling asleep and whatever. And like, yeah, I, I, I stayed in tune with that live feed. I, well, I mean, I've just always been a Shia LaBeouf fan. So I'm like, all right, what do I need for this Holes costume? What do I really need? So I'm like, I need orange pants and I need, like, I mean, an orange jumpsuit would be ideal. And I was trying to manifest it. I was like, Goodwill, please, like, have an orange jumpsuit. Like, I was like, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to fucking make this work. So I was like, all right, I need an orange jumpsuit. I need the jug. I need to get the jug. And, um... And I need a like a, a maroon hat. And I did have a maroon hat at home, but it had like a bigger emblem on it, like a bigger logo on it. So I was like, I'd like to get a plain, you know, a plain maroon hat. Lo and behold, bitch, I manifested that shit. I fucking manifested it. I went, there was, you know, scr orange scrubs. I found orange scrub bottoms. I found a neon orange shirt that I could tie around my waist to kind of allude to the fact that it was like a, a, um, a one piece. I found a white Hanes shirt. I found, you know, everything I needed, I found. I fucking found. So that was night two. I had fun with that. I put dirt on my face, all that kind of stuff. Um, then I didn't end up going to the Halloween party. Then night three, I wanted to be, first I thought it because I was like, this wig could go for Annie. I was like, this wig could for sure go for Annie. I could be Annie. I'm like, ah, Annie's fucking boring. Like, it's like the red dress. Like, there's not much depth to that costume. You know, Annie's a bland character. You know, she's getting adopted. She got adopted. I mean, you know, what 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 depth is there to her? You know, I really have to be the character that I'm dressing up as. You know, I really do. And I'm like, Annie's cool. I don't relate to her. Like, I don't feel it with her. So I'm like, oh, what else? What else? What else? What else? And I'm like, Miss Hannigan. Carol Burnett as Miss Hannigan. And I'm like, I can fucking relate to her. You know what I mean? I fucking feel her. And, you know, Miss Hannigan has always been looked at as the villain. You know, she's the fucking villain. She's the fucking crazy person who tried to, like, make up the story that she, you know, whatever. No. I get it. She was miserable. She was broke. She was poor. She owned this orphanage. And these girls were bad as fuck. You know, they were just not listening they'd go out get a fucking dog bring it in the house stay up past bedtime all she wanted to do was have a fucking whiskey all she wanted to do was dress up to the fucking nines have her blue mascara on i'm sorry blue eyeshadow on put a lick like a red lip on put some perfume on feel pretty fill up her glass you know what i mean she couldn't fucking do it because those little bitches were up past their fucking bedtime so she's like go to bed you know what i mean like she didn't know four, five, six, seven, eight in that the girls would wake up. You know, they're fucking like seven years old. Go to fuck to sleep. And she saw an opportunity when they put out the, you know, the, the, the thing for Annie to find her real parents. She saw a fucking opportunity. You know, I have this and this where we could really scam the shit out of these motherfuckers. And I need paid. I put up with this little bitch for however long. I need fucking paid. You know, she had a brother. Hot mess, brother's girl, hot mess, but yeah, I'm going to use them. I'm going to use them, you know what I mean, to my advantage because I need a break, you know what I mean? I need a fucking break, and 
I relate to her, but, you know, jokes aside, her character has depth, and I really felt connected to her character, and it was easier for me to play that character because I related to her. Yeah, I had a really fun weekend, and then um, Chrissy and Ian came over, and we passed out candy. We had a fucking blast. We had a fucking blast. We got tore up to the floor up. You know, we had wine, we were passing out candy, you know, we were like, I, you know me, I could talk to a fucking tree, and I was like, everybody that came up, I'm like, I love your costume, da 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 and the parents, I'm like, you want some candy? I was like, you want a drink? You want a glass of wine? Did it. One year, I passed out beer years ago. The Some parents looked at me like I was a freak. Some parents got it, and I wasn't even a parent then. I was like 20 fucking three years old passing out candy by myself with beer. They probably thought I was a pedophile, like something, like some fucking weirdo, but I'm not. I'm just like to have a good time. And, um, so yeah, we had a really great weekend and, you know, it was very, very fun filled to the motherfucking brim, but I want to get right into it because I took a couple weeks off, um, just to recenter really. And, you know, I want to get right into the fucking swing of things. So Let's talk pop culture real quick, just to get that this out of the way, because pop culture has been something I've been wanting to touch upon every week where I'm like, oh my God, I wish I was doing an episode because, you know, I would talk about this instantly. So Kim and Kanye, it is, you know, their divorce is finalizing and which I'm surprised because I thought that maybe they were, there was some reconciliation because at her SNL thing, he was there, he was supporting, um, they had been out together Yada, yada, yada. And I'm sure it's a lot easier said than done to, you know, when you have four kids to break ties completely with someone. You know what I mean? But for me, I'm like, I, I feel like I'd need a clean cut. Like I'd like, I can't keep going back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. And, but I had been living, you know, when I found out Kanye and Kim were getting a divorce, I was, I was invested in that relationship. I was invested. Like, when they got together, there was so much buildup of their relationship. If you'd been a, keeping up with the Kardashians fan, you know, he had had a thing for her for years. And, you know, she was in a relationship and whatever. And then he was in a relationship and whatever. They got together. It was like a love story. It really was. And their kids are beautiful, and, you know, they kind of have similar interests. He got her into, he really got her into fashion. And they seemed like they had a good thing going until his mental health really, you know, kind of, kind of took a turn there. Um, And I think that she tried for a long time to keep her family together. But, you know, kudos to her because... She's a fucking boss bitch. Many women in that situation. I feel like I feel like she left him. I could be wrong. You know, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. But I feel like she left him. And she's like, I can't fucking do this anymore. At least, you know, it's alluded to that in interviews. Um, and, you know, I just applaud her because a lot of women in that situation would not leave. And she is, I mean, Kim's always been my favorite. I would teeter back and forth, but Kim is just, she's the one that created it all. People can hate on Kim, but she's the fucking best. Um, SNL, let's talk about that. Her SNL was great, and people were hating on her because 
SNL, people who usually go on SNL have a movie coming up or something that they are, you know, trying to uh, get promo for. And so she was just like, you know, she doesn't, she's not an actress, you know, and it's most uh, nine times out of 10, they're actresses um, or like a singer musician. And so people really had an issue with her being on SNL. They're like, she's not promoting anything. Like, what the fuck is she doing? She's not an actress. Like, what is she doing? And, but she is a, she's an icon. I mean, she's like a Marilyn Monroe. You know, everybody knows her name. Any continent, you know, any place you go and you say her name, people know her name. And Kim's always been funny. She's always been fine with poking fun at herself. And I thought she did a great job. You know, she's dry. She's dry. Yeah, she's dry. She doesn't have great comical timing, but she did a, 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 an amazing job. She did an amazing job. Um, she made out with Pete um, in her skit. They did the Jasmine and Aladdin skit. She made out with Pete. Okay, that's where it stemmed. They probably hung out in other social circles, you know, before cross paths before. But they made out and something sparked. They made out and something, something sparked. And Pete Davidson has been known to date the hottest actresses in Hollywood. Um, it's, you know, no secret. And he's been pretty open with the fact that he has a huge dick. It is pretty well known that he has a huge dick. And with that, I could see Pete being a pleaser. You know, I could see Pete saying, you know, your orgasm is most important to me. You know, a lot of men say, oh, did you get off? Pete will know. You know what I mean? That's what I get from I feel like he'd go down on you for an hour. I feel like the woman's pleasure to Pete is the most important thing. And I feel like Kim, who's coming off of a relationship with a self-absorbed, narcissistic ass... Needs that, deserves that, and he's funny. I always say funny to me is my number one. You could look like you got your face beat in with a fucking baseball bat, but if you make me laugh, I'm good with that. You know what I mean? I'm fine with that, and I think Kim deserves that. And, you know, she recently was in an interview where she talked about, she's like, I've had the guy who, you know, rented out the baseball field. I've had the guy who was a billionaire. I don't. You know, I I want to just have fun. I want to laugh. I want to go to the gym with somebody. Like, sim simple things. Do I think Pete is a forever guy? No, I don't. Do I know that Pete is a rebound? Yes, I do. Do I know that she wants to get dick down and feel safe? Yes, I do. Um, do I know she just wants to hang out? Yeah. And she deserves to have fun. You know, there's pictures of her on a fucking roller coaster just having a fucking blast. And that's cool. You know what I mean? She just got out of an eight-year, nine-year relationship, has four kids. She's Stella's getting her groove back. Kim is getting her pizzazz back. Do you think, you know what I mean? Kanye had sex with her and cared about, he didn't give a fuck if Kim orgasmed or not. Pete cares. Pete cares about her orgasm. Now, you know, Courtney and Travis, I'm a fan. I'm a fan the PDA grosses me out. It really does. Like, I'm just like, I'm all for love. I'm all for fucking. I'm all for having a great time. I'm all for feeling good. You know what I mean? I'm all for, you know, 
uh, all the good shit. But I don't want to see you making out. I just really don't. It makes me uncomfortable. Like, I used to be a waitress, and I would, you know, the couples that would sit on the same side of the table, it's just like, I'm instantly judging you. And I feel like Travis and Courtney, they're sitting on the same side of the table. And then you go over them, you're like, can I get you guys, are you guys doing good? And they're like making out, and it's just just so fucking awkward. Like, I just, I despise those people. I really do. You know, is Kim jealous that Courtney's in the spotlight? Yeah, she is. She is. She is. And, you know, Kylie's pregnant. She's off the, she's off the table until she gives birth and then the baby will be front and center. But Kylie's always the number one. Kylie's been laying low because she's pregnant. Courtney's taken front and center because of Travis. And Kim's like, oh, hell no. I just, I just started this new Skims skims fendi line you know what i mean i need to be you know i need to be back in these motherfucking tabloids pete you know 1-800 big dick hey let's meet up let's go on a fucking roller coaster and get some paparazzi pics he's down with it he's motherfucking down with it pete is not saying no to that um and i'm here for it you know i can't wait to see how it unravels you know it'll feel still out in three weeks but i'm fine with it but I will say I'm just here for Kim's dating life. I am here for Kim's dating life. Courtney, I'm happy for you. You know, I read this meme that was like what Court, uh, what what uh, Scott couldn't do in 11 years or however long they were together. What Scott couldn't do in blank years, Travis did in eight months. And, you know, that's so true. You know, if you're hesitating to get out of this relationship, I just had a conversation with this about, with a friend about this, but it's like if you're like, you know, stuttering to get out of this relationship because you're like, I spent all this time in this relationship, all this energy building this relationship and I'm leaving it. Yeah, you're right. You're leaving it. And, 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 you know, this could be the gateway into the most healthy relationship you've ever had in your fucking life, into the greatest love you've ever had in your fucking life, but you need to let go. You know, any minor, any major hesitation, any major unhappiness, any major, you know, hiccup with you know i'm unhappy fuck it fuck that life is so fucking short it's a blink of time and i want to spend my days happy so you know you you hold on to this time concept well i've i've spent so much time i've spent well you're gonna spend more time being miserable if you don't get the fuck out of it and you could beat somebody the next day who you fall head over heels with you just never fucking know until you do it and take that risk because being unhappy to me is not worth it. I would rather be alone a thousand percent um, than be unhappy with someone else. Um, and that's just my take on things. And I'm happy for Courtney. You know, Chloe has COVID, you know, for the second time. And she's also out of the loop. You know, we're annoyed of her, you know, because she dates Tristan and he's cheated on her 800 times. And we're, you know, it's the same fucking tune. And so she's old hat because we're like, okay, we don't give a fuck about you, Tristan cheating on you and you getting back together with them. We just really don't. We really don't. And she's always been a favorite of mine, but she's, you know, and we don't know what happens behind closed doors. We don't know what happens behind closed doors, but I don't really care. Moving on. Um, I wanted to talk about pop culture quickly, get it out of the way. And it wasn't quickly, you know, I, I dove in, I really dove into that. But let's talk about Song of the Week. Song of the Week. I made this playlist like three weeks ago. 
it still holds true. I've been listening to it and adding to it as well. Um, I have 17 songs on here. And I think I'm going to keep, you know, I might add a couple more as the week progresses. But I think the song of the week is number three on the playlist, Breathe 2AM by Anna Nalik. And I feel like this song has, you know, is really... Is it was a moment in my life. I'm not sure how old I was, but there's a movie that came out called A Lot Like Love. It was with Ashton Kutcher, and I'm forgetting the actress's name, but again, with my DVDs, and I'd watch the same movie over and over and over again. Um, a Lot Like Love was a movie that I watched so many times, and the song Breathe 2 a.m. comes on when they break up, and, you know, there's always that, um, you know, montage moment where they're the characters they broke up and they're kind of doing their own thing and they're realizing they miss each other and whatever else and the song is so good and I listened to it like three weeks ago when I was going through it and I was like it brought up it just brings up I feel like I want to feel you know what I mean and a song like this makes you feel and I really need sometimes a song that makes me tear up and makes me cry and makes me emotional so that I can the quicker that I get emotional about it and the quicker that I cry it out is the quicker that I'm able to move on from from the immense feelings that I'm feeling. And I feel like Breathe, 2 a.m., Anna Nalik is just, I mean, it's just great. It's great. She's also good. If you want to dive into Anna Nalik, she's a, a great fucking singer-songwriter, um, and I love her. I think, um, you know, When We Were Young by Adele is great so Adele dropped a, a new song which I do like it's not her best you know everyone you know everyone's going crazy about it I do like it you know what I mean it's okay but it's you know it's not her best it's not it's not her best work I love Adele though like she went on live and she's fucking crazy she's fucking crazy but um yeah I really yeah easy on me it was cool you know it's about her divorce and um it's about, yeah, I looked up the lyrics, but yeah, it's, it's a good song. It's it's not the greatest. It's no hello. Hello. It's me. Love that. Love that. Love that. Um, but When We Were Young is a really good Adele song, and it's on the playlist. But yeah, just really get into this. Wreck of the Day. Keep Breathing. Fidelity. Regina Spector. What the fuck? So fucking good. Um, I have some good ones on here. And then I have some randoms. Katie Tunstall, she has a bunch of fucking hitters. If you want to go into a black hole of Katie Tunstall, she's amazing. But yeah, check out this week's playlist. I'll add it to the notes of this episode. <coughs> what I've been watching recently, um, I started watching Desperate Housewives again. Watch of the week. It's on Hulu. And, you know, I forgot all the fucking drama that happens on Desperate Housewives. And I love it. And I'm here for it. And I am I am here for it. You know, if you need something with a lot of seasons to binge, I definitely recommend Desperate Housewives. It's great. Uh, it's really great. Um, I watched um, Squid Games. And I watched it in one day. And it is Amazing. Highly recommend. Now, it's gory. The first, I will say the first episode is pretty intense. I mean, there's a lot of killing, and it's kind of like comes out of nowhere. You don't really expect it, but I guess now you will know because everyone's fucking talked about it. And I'm not one for scary. I'm not one for anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. I don't want to watch it. I want romantic comedies and romance movies, and, you know, that's pretty much it. I do like thrillers. 
but um, the Squid Games was amazing. And then I finished it in one day, and then I went into a YouTube black hole of, like, you know, different theories and different storylines, and it was like, I love a good, you know, show that, like, really gets, is very thought-provoking. And, you know, human nature, human behavior is so fucking interesting to me how these characters get savage because it's life or death, you know, it's fight or flight. And I feel like, you know, a lot of the times I put myself in those shoes, like, what would I do? You know, how would I act? You know, how would I survive in this? And, you know, I always wanted to be on Survivor. I always wanted to be on the challenge. I always wanted to be on the Amazing Race. I think I could really excel quite well in a situation like that. And I'm very competitive and I've always wanted to be on a show like that, but that I didn't die. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm still living at the end of it. If I lose, I'm still living. Um, but in a alternate universe, um, if I was on the Squid Games, I think I would excel very well. But there's a lot of chance in it, you know, also too, like the one with, if, you know, if you've seen it and I'm not giving any too much spoilers, but. There's, uh, you know, one game where they have to choose a number at the beginning. And the game is basically, if you if you chose, a, um, a, like, the numbers range from, like, 1 to, I don't even know. But if you chose the earlier numbers, like 1, 2, 3, 4, you're screwed, you're dead. You know, so that, you know, chance comes into it, skill comes into it. Like, the guy who ends up winning it he's a dodo bird. You know what I mean? He's not anything special. Um, anyways, it was really interesting. I really, really liked it. Something that, and so that's my watch of the week. If you haven't watched Squid Games, I mean, where the fuck you at? If you haven't watched Squid Games, what the fuck you doing? Um, you season three came out. I, this is an unpopular opinion. You know, he's fucking annoying. He's fucking annoying. I tried to watch season three. I stopped it. Then I tried it again. I attempted again yesterday. He is a fucking whiner, complainer. Like, I just can't. He is somebody that I could never be attracted to. Like, I love a good alpha male. Not saying that he's not because he is because he fucking murders people. So he clearly is sort of an alpha male. But he's just like a little bitch. Like, how he's like creepy. Mr. McCreepingtons. Like spying on people then using his baby to despite like I can't handle it and then his wife you know she's a fucking idiot she's like a new it reminds me of like on Twilight how they're like a new vampire and they like just go off the Richter scale and off the handle and like just kill everybody like that's her she's like a new murderer so she's just like it's like I can't and it's very unrealistic to me it's really unfucking realistic where you just, like, have a real issue with someone, you just murder them, and you just get away with it. It's like, this is fucking stupid. And it's giving me um, Gone Girl vibes, you know, with this. It's giving me Gone Girl. Like, this has been done before, you know? And it's just like, now, granted, I haven't finished it, and I probably will only because I'll have FOMO if people talk about it. But I'm not excited to finish it. I'm really not. And I don't really give a fuck to finish it, but I will. I will because I just want to be able to say that I finished it. Um, so what to watch squid game, desperate housewives on Hulu. I started watching Sabrina, the teenage witch Two, which is on Hulu, which I fucking love. I watched the new Sabrina, um, which is on Netflix and it's pretty great too. It's a little bit more morbid and more like demonic, you know, but it's, you know, I do, I do like it. And then what not to watch or you can, cause I know I'm, 
a very, you know, not, this is not a majority opinion, but I'm just not into you the latest season. I did like one and two. I just, the, the season three is, I'm annoyed. I'm perturbed, quite frankly. So today is a in, an interesting day because it is a Monday, which is great. You know, I love a good Monday, a good fresh start. I always say that. Um, and it is the, the first of the month. And I think that, you know, we have something rare here. And I think we have a moment here to really take in, to really reassess, to really kind of, um, you know, reprogram and think about what we want, need, desire, and what we're requesting from others and what we are, you know, ultimately requesting from ourselves. And, you know, November, December, boom, 2021's over. And I think that this is a moment to really sit with ourselves and to really create a plan of action for how we want to end 2021. And, you know, before we know it, it's going to, I mean, October was like a blink and it was over. Like October was like, hey, just kidding, I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't even get a chance to even take it in. And, you know, I was thinking about the end of the year and I was thinking about 2021 and I was like, ugh, 2021 blew ass. You know, I was just like, I just didn't love it. So something I'm asking from you guys a little, um, a little, um, you know, exercise. I have two exercises that I want to do, but uh, one exercise that I want you to do is go into your phone, go into your camera roll, scroll up to January 2021 and scroll down. And I, I did this the other day. I did this a couple weeks ago. Scroll down all the way up into today. And every single thing that made you feel good or you had a good memory or you enjoyed yourself or an event or a place or anything like that, I want you to write it down. And I can say when I was doing this, I forgot about a lot of the things that happened that I really enjoyed myself and I really had a good time because, you know, front and center is always like the woes or is always the bad things. It's always the things that, you know, you're going through and we often tend to forget about all the great shit that happened. We really do. It's something in our brain that just wants to remember sort of trauma and, you know, the things that bring us sadness and depression and tends to forget the things that really truly have brought us joy. And I feel like this year has been a very strange year. I mean, year two of COVID, it's just like, you know, strange way of living to be real. The vaccine, you know what I mean? A new president, you know, a lot of the stuff that's been going on. And, um, it's just been a shit show. It's just been a shit show. And um, so many people dying from COVID. And, you know, it's just, an, it's really, truly a new way. It's a new way of living um, right now. And so we forget the good that has occurred, that has happened to us. We really do. And I think this this exercise allowed for me, and I physically wrote down whenever I saw an event or something specific in my pictures or videos that made me feel good and writing it down. And at the end of it, when I got back to today's date, 
I had a lot on my list. I really had a lot on my list. And I was like, wow, this is fucking spectacular. You know, I was really shitting on 2021, which, you know, it, it was hard. But I had a lot of wonderful memories with a lot of great people. I met a lot of new people. I went and did a lot of fun things. And you got to give credit where credit is due. And you have to also to congratulate yourself for just, you know, doing it and being there for yourself and showing up, deciding to show up every single day for yourself. And there's these little wins that we have. And it's like something as simple as going through your camera roll, going through your video roll, going through those memories of 2021 that you forgot about, writing them down, then looking at that list in whole at the end, it brought me joy. It changed my attitude. It made me grateful. Um, It made me feel good because I was thinking that this year sucked ass completely. And that's not the case. It's just really not the fucking case. A second exercise that I want you to get into, and I do this um, every year, um, and I would like to share with you my experience with this, and also I've had great experience with this, is creating a vision board. Now, everybody has ways that they do vision boards. I will only speak of my experience. I know there's like ones that you can kind of get less creative with, like ones that are sort of just like outlines where you just write in them you know, whatever. I'm telling you about my way that I do a vision board. And I'm a collage bitch. I've always been a collage bitch. I've always loved to, you know, take cutouts from magazines and, and create things like that. And also too, when I do my vision boards this way, it allows for it to be an interactive exercise with me and this vision board. So as I am, you know, thinking and creating and putting together this vision board, it allows me to start manifesting right then and there, you know, immediately manifesting of this vision board and creating a life that I want by this vision board. And I like the whole collage thing because it's visualizations and, you know, seeing something every day that we're, you know, when we're finished with the vision board, we're going to place it in a place that we can, that we will be able to see every single day when we wake up or we pass, you know, a certain room or, you know, whatever else. But this vision board is going to be visible to you. And yeah, you want it to be cute. You want it to be nice. You want it to be beautiful. And I think, um, I really enjoy the collage way. So what I usually do is I'll go to the store or I will, um, my work gets a lot of magazines, so I'll take some from my work just to recycle because we'll end up throwing them away anyways. But you can go to the store, you can get like the latest like four or five magazines and think about what you want on your vision board for this year. And what it is is you're manifesting what the fuck you want and you're going to make it the fuck happen. So a vision board is, according to Google, is simply put, a vision board is a physical collection of items such as pictures, magazine clippings, words, and quotes that visually affirm your goals and dreams. And I'm adding in specifically for 2022. A vision board is essentially a fancy name for a goal board or dream board that enacts the power of visualization. So, in hopes to every day you wake up, you see this vision board, the things that you place on the vision board, and inevitably 
it's gonna get the gears going where that stuff on that vision board is going to become reality. And I think visualizations are very fucking powerful. And, you know, what's the worst that can happen? It doesn't happen, but that's just really, truly not going to happen. So there's something in your brain, in your aura, in your vibe that says, like, when you think about something and fixate on it, it's going to become a reality. And that's good or that's bad. You know, whenever you're in a bad mood and you realize more bad shit keeps coming out um, because you're probably manifesting that, you know, and I know it sounds hoaxy, but it's really not. Same way goes for the good shit. If every day you're waking up and you're like, I'm gonna, you know, it was funny, me and Chelsea from my last episode, I had, um, message her and we, I feel like we always try to do just like quirky things or we always try to kind of be, um, what's the word? Just, uh, influential in each other's lives. But, um, we were like, let's manifest some shit, you know, let's just fucking manifest it. And so she's like, all right, what do you want to manifest? And I was like, let's manifest a thousand dollars, like whatever. Uh, She's like, that's what you want to manifest? I said, yeah. I said, simply, let's just do it. Let's see. Let's just test the universe. You know what I mean? And not a bad test, but let's really test the universe. But we're also testing ourselves. So not only are you thinking like every day, like, you know, so you're thinking about the number a thousand, you know, you're saying the number a thousand, you're visualizing the number a thousand and whether it's the universe coming to you with a thousand dollars whether it's you making it happen you know whatever the fuck it doesn't fucking matter to me you're visualizing it you're creating that reality and that's exactly what's going to happen and you know if you haven't read the secret you know it's a it's a great it's a great starter to to read if you want to get into that but um she had messaged me like like a week later and just was like hey so you know this happened to me and basically she she did it you know, she, she did it. And I think that that is really fucking crazy. So anyways, this goes right on board with, uh, manifesting. And this is just something that I try to do every year. And to be honest, last year I had had the thought of having a, um, vision board party, but it was during COVID and, you know, all that kind of weirdness. So I didn't, I didn't do it, but I had heard for the first time that people did have vision board parties. So if you have a couple friends um, and you guys want to get together and need to bring a couple magazines that you can all use to create your vision boards. And I usually get like some cardboard that um, get really creative with it. You know what I mean? Get a cardboard, get some pretty pens, get some markers, get some construction paper, you know, and really start diving deep into this vision board of what you want your 2022 to be. And you can even too, like, not only will I use the magazine cutouts, sometimes I'll use pictures, I'll even write on it myself. And so every day you wake up and you look at this vision board and things start fucking happening, bitch. Let me tell you, like, it just, it starts happening for you. And it's, really amazing. So I just think these like little T exercises are fun and you should really try them. So, you know, just the one where you go through your camera roll and you write down all the amazing things that have happened to you this year. And then we are, you know, visualizing the year that we are about to step into. And I think it's really important to be 
prepared. And, you know, I say this, I've, I said this in my class, I say this a lot, but it's like, you could, timing is everything, baby. Timing's everything, baby. You know, you could have a gift um, come to your doorstep. And if you're not ready to receive it, that gift is meaningless. You know, I'll use the example, if you have, you know, if you have the perfect man come into your life at the wrong time, it's not going to work, you know. It's not going to fucking work. The relationship's not going to work. And, uh, you know, you have to prepare for this, for your blessings um, that are on the way, you know, to come. And if you're not prepared, the blessing is not going to matter. It's not going to fucking matter. So that's why I I love a vision board because we're preparing for our blessings. We're opening ourselves up to the idea of these things, you know, we're making space for them. You know, we're, we're opening ourselves up. And I always say this, like, by, we have to create space for these blessings to come by getting rid of the bullshit. You know, by getting rid of these people, th- these feelings that no longer serve us. And doing that every single day, staying on top of it is like another job. And... You know, people think I'm weird and I'm this and that, but I create my reality. I really do. And a vision board is just something that helps me to do that. And I think it is just another tool on your belt, um, another thing on your, you know, mental uh, resume that, that, that works to your advantage, that makes you feel good, that makes you, you know, be the best version of you. And not every day is going to be good, but, you know, our final destination, you know, we know what it is. That paradise that we're coming for, we know what it is. And don't get tripped up on, 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 on these little hiccups. Don't get tripped up on these little hiccups. The final destination is the same. Maybe you're rerouted. You know, maybe you have to get there another way. Maybe it's going to take a little longer to get there. But this oasis that you're, you're chasing, that you're creating, that you're you know, going for, going after, it's going to come. And you have to put in work into yourself in order to make that a reality. Let's put in the work. Monday, fresh start, November 1, two months left of 2021. Let's put in the work. You know, if there's something you want to do, do it. You know, I was thinking the other day, I'm like, man, I've been watching so much TV and not, not reading enough. You know what I mean? I'd love a segment on here. It'd be like book of the week. You know, I used to read so much and I have, you know, got away from reading and reading really brings me a lot of joy and I haven't done it. And it's something that I want to do. And I was thinking about today, I was like, okay. And so I do it. Why am I like, I really want to start reading again. Keep saying, I really want to start reading again. Instead of just fucking reading again. And then I'll, it'll, I'll actually be doing it instead of fucking talking about it and, you know, uh, blowing smoke up my own ass. You gotta be for you. You You gotta be for you. You know, you gotta be rooting you on having your own back. If you say you want to go start reading, 
then bitch, go fuck start reading. You know, it's like... I just... You're looking for somebody to save you. And that person is you. That person is you. That person is you. Period. I just realized, too, speaking of that I want to put down the TV and start reading. But there's two shows that I did watch that I forgot about that I just... I knew there was two. Um... Sexual Education, which I talked about before, but if you haven't watched it, Sexual Education. And then Lock and Key. I think that's what it's called. Let me look it up real quick. It's on Netflix. Um, yeah, Lock and Key. It's a great fucking show. Jared's like, this is a, a middle school show. It's not. It's not. I really, really recommend Lock and Key. This is the third season, I think. Or no, I think it's the second season. It's great. Also, Insecure just came out last night. Uh, final season of Insecure, so I'm excited to watch that. Um, yeah, so, you know, I want to start back, getting back on my regular posting of Mondays um, on the pod and, you know, coming back into your lives again. I've just been, you know, hot fucking mess like we all have. Sometimes I'm, my brain is, like, scattered all over the fucking place. My mind is here and here and here and here and it's hard, it, you know, it's, it's hard for me even just to, just to breathe and remember to breathe or remember to take a shower or remember to put on deodorant, you know, it's just, it's, it's hard. And so, you know, bear with me. Um, I do want to be more, you know, accountable and, and, uh, for myself and be more regular with my podcasting. So that's something that I've already put, um, in my mind. Anyways, I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful week. Um, remember this week is your bitch. The rest of this year is your bitch. And that baggage you've been carrying isn't yours to carry. Let it go. Release it. You know what I mean? The apology you've been waiting for, just let it go. You know what I mean? It's not doing you any good. It's not doing you any fucking good holding on to this resentment, this anger, this cringe. You know what I mean? Shake it the fuck out, you know? Um, yeah, I love you guys. I miss you guys. Just have, just be great. I know that you can be it. I know that you can be that person. You know that you can be that person. You just need a little bit more convincing than, than, than I do. Um, and, and let's prepare for this greatness we're about to step into. Love you. Thank you for tuning into the Self Love Babe podcast with your host, Genevieve Jackson. New episodes drop every single Monday on all podcast platforms. In the meantime, follow Self Love Babe podcast at Self Love Babe podcast on Instagram or follow Genevieve at Jen Jacks. We look forward to seeing you next week. In the meantime, never ever feel guilty for putting yourself at the forefront of your life you are completely up to you so let's decide to make sure that you are happy with who you are
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.